the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're called to be a guide to those that can't see spiritually, that don't see the things of God. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. We're going to be Romans 2. I entitle this message, The Heart of the Matter. You could say, the heart of the matter is always the matter of the heart. Meaning it doesn't really matter what someone says or what someone believes. What really matters is what someone really lives out in their own personal life. It's the true heart conviction, you could say. It's how a person really lives. When we refer to the heart of someone, obviously we're not referring referring to the organ that sits in the center of our chest, the organ that pumps blood through our bodies. When we talk about the heart of someone, we refer to the heart of man or a woman, it's referring to the center of that person's soul, the, the center of their thoughts and their emotions the center of their innermost being to their very core, again, the soul of that person. And that's who God really desires to tap into with you and for me. You know, for God is not interested in having some superficial, skin-deep, empty, hollow, and meaningless relationship with us, you know, some people have those relationships, right? It's like, yeah, you know, they're just superficial. It's like, oh, hi, how's it going? Yeah, whatever. But you know, that person, you don't have a deep relationship with them. It's they're just an acquaintance or what have you. But what God is looking for in you and me, and this is a pretty cool thing that He desires us and uh, desires this in us, is God is looking for that intimate relationship with us, one that is genuine, a relationship that is real, one that is cherished and dear, one that is devoted and deep. And since he's God, he knows who we really are. He knows us way more than what he sees on the outside. In fact, the Bible says in Jeremiah 16, 17, he says, for my eyes are in all their ways. They are not hidden from my face. Neither is there iniquity concealed from my eyes. So, you know, God sees everything that's going on. He sees what happens in the dark. He sees what happens in the light. He sees what happens when we're around people. He sees what happens when we're all by ourselves. Yes, God sees everything we do in life, which for most of us is not necessarily good news, right? It's actually a little horrifying to say the least because it's like, gee, God knows everything that goes on in secret. Oh, that's not necessarily good. You know, the times when we're not so good. Well, he does. And the 
good news is he loves us and loves us in spite of us. But tonight, we're going to consider three points in light of this title, The Heart of the Matter. Number one, blindness exposed. Blindness exposed. Number two, becoming a door. And number three, being led by the Spirit. But let's look at this first point here, blindness exposed, as we read here in Romans chapter 2. We'll pick up in verse 17. It says, but if you bear the name Jew, because remember we were talking this morning, it's like he's going to compare like the Jewish type religious relationship compared to the genuine Christian type relationship. So he's going to be comparing the two. So he says now, he's talking to the Jew. If you bear the name Jew and you rely upon the law and you boast in God because I'm a Jew and and know his will and approve the things that are essential being instructed out of the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth. You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach the one that you shall not steal, do you steal? You who say that one should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law through the breaking of the law, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as this is written. Wow, there's a lot there. So what is he really saying here? Well, what he's saying is, look, we're surrounded by a lot of people, right? All kinds of people from Heathen people that have no concept of God, have no desire to know God, to those who would actually pervert religion, those who are just straight out hypocrites, meaning they say that they know God, but yet by their own actions, they deny him. Okay, so so they they claim one thing, but yet they do something else. Okay, but now the Apostle Paul turns his attention to the Jew. Now, he's going to be going back and forth with Jew and Gentile, but he turns his attention to the Jew specifically, to the one, now this is not just every Jew, because there's some very devout Jews, but this is to the Jew who actually believes, okay? This is to the Jew who says, well, you know, uh, I am following God because I'm just a Jew. So I'm claiming this relationship with him simply because I was born into that heritage, okay? So he's talking to that person. So really, that person doesn't really follow or adhere to being a true believer. But know this, the religious believer, like a Christian who claims to know Christ, who doesn't really follow what he believes, well, hold on. That's the kind of same kind of person. And that's the hardest person to reach. For they will stand in in a serious judgment before God one day. And why is that? Because, well, they claimed a real relationship with God. And they, they try to back it up with keeping certain rituals. Like maybe that person goes to church religiously every single Sunday. Maybe they read their Bible occasionally. They give financially to the church. Yet there was something missing in their lives. When confronted, they can point to many good deeds that they do. 
for they can show many signs of being in right standings with God. But yet again, something is missing inside of them. Now, Jesus pointed these people out in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, look, in the day of judgment, there's going to be many that come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do these things? Lord, I went to church every week. When that offering bag came by, I put money in it every week. I supported the church. I did this. I did that. I had Bibles in my house. I read them occasionally. And Jesus looks at them and says, well, depart from me because I never knew you. There was something missing there. Well, how can that be? How can someone go to church? How can all this happen? It's because they did rituals, but they didn't have relationship. So Paul, see, he completely understood this mentality. Why? Because he walked as a religious person, not just any religious person. As you know, he was a Pharisee, the leading sect of religion of the day. I mean, he was the man. He was trained by Gamamiel, which was the leading rabbi of the time. And it's just like he understood all the rituals. He could, he could give you the, the ins and outs of everything. He understood the law. He could quote it to you. But yet there was something missing in translation. The, the relationship wasn't there. So he was walking through all of the steps, but yet missing the real thing. That's why Paul said, hey, I was a, a Hebrew of Hebrews. I was from the tribe of Benjamin, and you know, I, I excelled past all my contemporaries. But he says, all those religious things that I went through, all the accolades that I had, I, I count them as dung. For now I know the relationship that I have with God. And it's like, I didn't have that before. I had religion, but I didn't have relationship. And there's a huge difference between the two. Yes, he knew how to dot the I's. He knew how to cross every T. But yet, he was there. Though he knew how to kind of walk through the guidelines of the law, he was far from that relationship with God. I mean, when you read in the Old Testament about the prophets that did have a relationship with God, oh, they talked to him. What about King David? Man, he was always at the the foot of the Lord crying out to him, hear my cry, oh Lord. I mean, he had relationship with God. So now Paul, who came out of that lifestyle, who's able to point the finger at those that are in that lifestyle, you know, he turns to those formerly known as Hebrews or Israelites And now he just calls them Jews. This is the most common name for the descendants of Abraham. The name Jew comes from the name Judah, which means praise. And the Jews were set apart as God's chosen people. They were, as God calls it, the apple of his eye. They were set apart to do what? To praise God and to serve him, to be a light that shines to All the nations of the world. That's when God first called Abraham back in Genesis chapter 12. He was called to be the caretaker of the things of God, the word of God, and the message. And they were to be what? A light to all the nations of the world. Every nation, every nationality. Yet the religious orthodoxy over the centuries, not with Abraham, but As they went through the centuries, the Jews, their religious orthodoxy had started to blind them. That was what was happening. It was blinding them from the true sincerity 
of having that real relationship with God. So he hits them between the eyes here, starting in chapter 2, verse 17. He says, look, if you're a Jew and you rely and you boast on the law, like, yes, I'm a Jew and I stand on the law of God, okay, and you think you're good, he says, that's a problem. That's a problem. Because the Jews consider themselves as spiritually superior to the teaching of any other religion. Why? Because, well, they had the true word of God. All the other religions that worship all kinds of false gods, that was all false. Because it's like you you, you worship some God that doesn't exist, okay? So we worship the true God and we have his word. So they held that as a spiritual superiority to everyone else. And they boasted in the fact of being God's separated people, the apple of his eye again. And so that made them feel better. And what they considered, uh, they, they felt better than what they considered as ignorant Gentiles. And the same can go for Christians today. We can kind of do the same thing that they did as we can read the Bible in 25 different versions today. We can study the original Greek and Hebrew easily now on computers just by clicking on words. We can carry it on our phones. We can have Bible apps and all of these things on our phones. We can seem superior to our family members and co-workers because they don't have an understanding of the things of God, for they are spiritually illiterate. And it can be easy for us then to be boastful. We just don't understand the things of God. You know, so you, you don't read the Bible. You know, you're just ignorant of these things. So we can think of ourselves as better than other people. And then we can just leave them with this when they start arguing with us. Well, you'll know that I was right in the end when you're burning in hell. <laughs> it's like, you know, so Christians have been known some to do the same thing and be boastful in our relationship with God, even as the Jews were. Understand the Jews, just like us today, they were keepers of the truth. Now we have been handed the truth to give out of the Messiah who came who lived, who died on the cross, who was buried in a grave, who rose again from the dead, who can set us free, who can forgive us of our sin, who can bring a joy in our hearts. So now we have been given that message since the Jews have rejected their Messiah at the moment. They will have their eyes open when the Gentiles, when the fullness of the Gentiles come in. But we are now the keepers of the truth of God's word. Jesus said this in John 17, 17. He says, sanctify them or set them apart in the truth. Thy word is truth. Yes, we as Christian believers have to understand just as the Jew needed to understand that because we hold the real and the truth of God's word, there comes with that Listen, an accountability to the truth and for the truth and holding the truth. Meaning every single Christian believer has the responsibility to not only adhere to the truth ourselves, but also to share that truth with those that are around us. That's why he gave us the examples of what not only the Jews were to do, 
but what we're to do also again as Christians. So he gave us four examples of how we should live out our faith in verses 19 and 20. He said we should, number one, we should be a guide to the blind. A guide to the blind. Number two, he says, be a light to those that are walking in darkness. Number three, he said, we should be the corrector of the foolish. And number four, we should be the teacher of the immature. Wow. What, I mean, look at what before us here in these four points of what Paul was trying to make here. Those four points really lay out the true role of the true believer today and what God desires to do in and through our lives on this side of heaven. I wonder if any of these things are happening in your life. I wonder if you are embracing this call as a believer to those that are walking in darkness around us. Let's look at those four points a little more closely here for just a second here. First, we're told to be a guide to the blind. Now, who are the blind? It's like, are we talking about the physically blind? Are we talking about the ones that physically can't see? Well, no, we're not talking about in the physical realm. We're talking the spiritual realm. So we're talking about those that don't see the things of God. You know, have you ever just tried sharing with someone that was a total non-believer and they're just looking at you like, yeah, whatever, you Jesus freaks, you know, it's like, doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it's just, you know, people just don't see it like, hey, one day you're going to stand before God and you'll be judged. They're like, yeah, I don't believe that. And they just walk away. (laughs) It's like, uh, okay, so we're called to be a guide to those that can't see spiritually, that don't see the things of God. So it's not just about sharing with a family member or a neighbor and then they blow you off one time and you never bring it up again. No, it's about, well, how, how can I figure out what makes this person tick? Now, this isn't with all 4 million people that live in L.A., but it's with the people that are in your sphere of life. Like, we all work with people. Is anybody here work with other people? I mean, is there people around you? I mean, mean, we all work with people, right? And it's like there's people that we get to know, people that we're around, you know, people. I mean, you even build little relationships with people at Ralph's or wherever you shop. I mean, you kind of, you know, see that same person. You're in the grocery store. You know, there's things that we do that are very routine, are they not? It's like there's still things that you have to do. And so you see the same people. So what I'm saying is we're to be a light to the blind spiritually, but the spiritually blind that are in front of us. So it's like, don't you have the same neighbor? You don't switch neighbors every day, do you? I mean, it's like there's, it's the same neighbor. You know, so you, you, you keep building one step upon another, one step upon another, and you continue and you kind of pick up conversations again. Then you kind of figure out, like the guy that was behind me, you know, he had all these questions and everything. And, you know, and I came back to him with, you know, some things on Isaiah that were dealing exactly with what he was asking me. And so we're doing this over my fence, the backyard fence, you know, because he was back there working one day and I was working. We started talking. I started witnessing to him. But then, you know, he had these questions, you know, then about a couple weeks later, I was, you know, was out there again and like, Hey, you know, remember you were asking me about this. He go, Oh yeah. You know? And so we started, I picked up the conversation again and had a better answer for him for what he was asking from, you know, the couple weeks earlier than that. So it's an ongoing process. What, what are we trying to do? We're trying to make the spiritually blind start to see spiritual things. Okay. 
That's what we're trying to do. That's, that's the whole purpose. You know, because why? They're walking in the world. They're not seeing spiritually. They're seeing a secular worldview. You know, they don't see the things from a Bible perspective. They're looking at everything, again, from a secular point of view. In fact, they cannot even see the spiritual side of things anyway. Why? Because just like we were before we came to know Christ as our Savior, we were blinded too, were we not? We were blinded. It says in 1 Corinthians 2.14, But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually appraised, or they're just not able to comprehend it. That humanity doesn't have the capacity to comprehend those spiritual things. I remember this one person before I was a believer was telling me about God. And I'm thinking, yeah, I don't believe that. And they're like, oh yeah, God created everything. I'm like, what? He created everything. And I said the stupid thing that people say sometimes. Well, if God is so big, can he create a rock so big you can't pick it up? I mean, you know, okay, if you can't pick it up, there you go. Yeah. I mean, like what a worthless thing to say, you know, but it's like, I was just blind. I didn't see anything. And I remember thinking about those things and how I said those things back as a non-believer. But we are, on the other hand, we are told this in 1 Corinthians 2.12, we're told, now we, talking about a believer, has received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we might know the things freely given to us by God. I don't know how you came to know Christ. Maybe some of you were raised in a Christian home like my four kids were, and they were raised in it all the way, and they all made commitments to Christ as they were little and they were growing up and what have you. Maybe that's how you came to know Christ. But I know for me, I didn't come that way. I came because someone shared the message with me. This is why it's so critically important for all of us to grasp this and understand that we are the link that a non-believer needs to be able to come into this relationship. God could do a way better job than using us, right? He could just like split the sky in half, put his Godhead through the sky. (laughs) Hey, repent or I'm going to roast you. (laughs) I mean, whatever. However he wants to go about it. And people would probably like, I better listen to that big face that just came out of the sky. But God has chosen not to do that. God has chosen as a vehicle to use you and me to bring this message to the lost. So that's why the Apostle Paul tells us here that we need to be the guide to the blind. So isn't that great, though, that he says now we have received the spirit, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit is from God. So all of a sudden, while someone was talking to me, the truth of God's word, God allowed my eyes to open. And that's what will happen to you as you keep sharing with people. It'll start causing their hearts to come open. Now, some people are very hardened inside. And so they might not show you any sign that they're listening to you. But again, the Bible says that the word of God goes out and doesn't come back void. So they might look at you to your face. You're a nut. Get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. But when they go to bed that night, All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit starts bringing those things back to them and starts chipping away at that callousness inside of them that has blocked it out. Yes, God does not keep us as believers in the dark. And when we start speaking to people, people will start to listen. Because again, you know, you can argue with Bible doctrine. You can argue about certain Bible prophecy. You can argue about what certain things mean. But you know, when you have someone who's just genuinely sharing with you their own testimony, it's pretty hard to 
argue with someone. It's like, man, I, I just want you to know God like I know him. I mean, I have a relationship with the living God. It's like, you know, it's like it's hard to argue with that. And it's just awesome that God uses us to do that. Now, obviously, there are certain things that we are simply not going to know, but yet God has given us insight on many things. That's why the Bible says in Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says, you know, the secret things are the Lord's and those are his, but the things that are for us, you know, we are to know these things. But God's word reveals so much to you and to me. That's why it is a treasure chest full of promises to those who really believe in him. Number two, what he said was, we are to be a light to those that are walking in darkness. You know, it's amazing how, you know, as a believer, you can see certain things for what it is. It's like, oh, no, this is what the truth is. That's not the truth. That's a lie. But when you're walking in darkness, you just, you don't see that, you know. Yes, we are to shine our faith out in our daily, everyday life and walk, letting all people, again, tangibly see our good works, all to glorify our Father who is in heaven. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, all one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app, and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.